Welcome back to episode 17 of Sitting Courtside. Of course, it's your boy Jerry D. And it's your boy Dante. Feels really good to be here, and we're definitely ready and excited to talk even more hoops. And there's plenty to dive into, so let's just rip the Band-Aid off and talk about what happened with Draymond Green and yeah. Joseph Nurkic. Obviously, Let there's a whole lot to kind of unpack here. You, you can just give me first initial reactions before I throw out all this other, you know, statty stuff. At least Draymond apologized for this one. That you know, you know, he, at least he tried. At least he gave an attempt to feel to make it seem like he was sorry. Uh, we have it written down here: eighteenth ejection, uh, ejection. Excuse me. This is the third time that he could potentially get suspended in this calendar year. Um, second of the season. Um, he has the second most ejections in the last 40 years, only behind <laughs> Rasheed Wallace, the GOAT, the GOAT of ejections, um, and would have had paid $3 million in fines towards texts and ejections throughout his career. Um, going off all that, and I, I didn't watch the game live last night. I saw it afterwards. I saw all the highlights and stuff. And... It's like we know the type of player Draymond is, right? Like we know the attitude he carries, just like that aggressiveness that he has. And that's always been his MO, you know, whether it's right. his opponent or even his teammates, uh, as we saw last year with Jordan Poole. Um, but with that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you have the, those tempered players where it's like, oh, I'd love to have someone like Draymond on my team, but I wouldn't want to go up against him type of thing. But then, and that could be like a good thing, but from what I saw last night and like, it's not like this should be anything new or this should be like this eye opening thing. Right. But I think Draymond Green like really does have some sort of like, like, like anger issues or maybe like temper or something like that, because he, he was swinging on Nurkic last night. Like he, like, that wasn't like a, like a get off of me type of thing. Like that was like a, I want to physically hurt you type of thing. Um, like just no control, no, like, like he wasn't even thinking, he just did it. And it's like, to me, I'm, I, I look at that and I think of like, this is like just watching the downfall of the Warriors right now. And that's something that we can get into as well after you give me your thoughts on the Draymond situation. But like yeah. between Draymond, like, you know, getting suspended again, potentially to Clay Thompson, you know, sucking the air out of the gym and just like, you know, not playing that well. And then everything else in between, it's kind of like this is where it, it's it, to me, it seems like we're seeing the downfall of the Golden State Warriors in front of our very eyes. That's honestly what I got more from this Draymond thing than anything like he's an asshole. He's this and that. We knew that already. I'm seeing a lot more than Draymond Green getting suspended again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously unfortunate, I think. The reputation of the player, like, right, we're, we're going to see around, like, 10-plus games. Easily. Like, I'd, I'd be Easily. Mm -hmm. if it's anything less than that. If it's anything less than 10, I think the NBA, they, yeah, they, they, they just that. love They love the Warriors, and they're trying to bring him back to life or something mm -hmm. if he doesn't get 10 games. Right. Especially mm -hmm. since I feel like the whole choke situation of Rudy Gobert happened, like, four weeks ago or whatever it was. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, the season's only been going on for less than two months. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like, it really wasn't that long ago. Like, are we, we're talking like, I need somebody to create a betting line for how many time, more times Draymond will get ejected before the year's over. He literally well, has like 17 days. Each game should be like, will Draymond wrap his arms around someone's neck this like, game I, or something? I just don't know. Like, I don't know. But on a serious note, to kind of just read off 
what Nurkic said kind of pertaining to mm-hmm. the mental issues that you kind of touched on or anger management issues you touched on. Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote, what's going on with them? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needs help. Like that kind of like, you know, maybe it's like, okay, Nurkic could be trolling. But I think as another player saying it and with the suspension mm-hmm. not officially, you know, handed down quite yet at the day of this recording, like that could also factor into how Adam Silver, Joe Dumars, and the rest of the league plan sure. to punish this dude. Because if if his counterparts are saying this, guys he's playing against. A grown adult, like you have a grown adult, like his opponent saying that, like uh, his teammates have a different relationship with him. They say these things like, oh, that's Draymond being Draymond, whatever. But then you have to look at the other side, like opponents, like, you know, the second time that something like this has happened and, you know, the same and same amount of time, two months, players are going to be like, like, I don't want to fucking play against this guy. Like this guy's a cheap player. This guy's dirty. Like, why would I want to like go up against something like that? That's where the issue is. And that's like you said, like the league office has to, and they do this anyways, but like, yeah, you don't, this isn't just an isolated incident. You have to look at every incident. Like this is Draymond's 18th ejection. It's could be his, you know, X amount of suspensions. Like you have to keep in mind that he's a repeat on top of repeat on top of repeat offender. And it's just like, you can't let it slide. You have to give, you have to lay out a punishment enough where it's like, you would hope that that would be like a wake up call for Draymond. And I'm not it's saying it would be because that's just how it's too late, but it's like, it's just, you can't, there's no more slaps on the wrist. Like if you're going to do something, like you got to do something about this. Yeah. And like, you know, like you, you mentioned the stat that, uh, that we found with $3 million in fines. <laughs> like that's <laughs> paying a shit ton of money. That's somebody's so veteran minimum contract being like, <laughs> that's more money than me and you will see in our lifetime. You know, I hope we get there eventually. I hope so. I hope so. But like, I'm just like, you know what? You know what I mean? Though, like, it's that's crazy. just—it's a ridiculous amount of money. Wow. It's, but you it, know, you, you also touched on it too with just how this is like the end of the Warriors era, kind of unraveling. I feel yeah. like that happened once he punched Jordan Poole, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, seeing mm-hmm. how everything kind of balanced out after. I that. think that was the first domino potentially yeah. to fall, and then now it's just—it's really we're in the eye of the storm right now. It's We're close to it at least. It's a combination of like, you know, just it's a shit show. Like, I think this is the definition of it at this point. Yeah. But also, before we like go on to the the precautions, how the Warriors are doing and blah, blah, blah. We also need to ask ourselves this question of how come Steph isn't really being like, you know, I guess charged to some degree or being held accountable? Because if this was like a LeBron issue. If something happens to one of his teammates, like J.R. Smith threw soup on an assistant coach right back in Cleveland or something like that. And people are asking uh-huh. LeBron, like, oh, well, what do you think about J.R.? Like, how do you think y- y'all should handle it? Mm-hmm. Like, this face of the league that LeBron has been for years on end, the the standards are different per player. And people sure. like to say, like, you know, the 2010s was ruled by Steph, not so much LeBron, because he won- also won four championships and yada, yada, yada. Be that as it may. The expectations on the level of stars are just different, even between LeBron and Steph. So it's a little weird that they haven't, like, asked Steph what he's going to do about it. Even though it's not directly his responsibility to handle Mm -hmm. it, being the best player, being the leader on that team that he is, it's kind of like, why not question him about something that his teammate is doing that he's won championships with, been to hell and back with, also been on the top of the mountain. So it's just... I have a lot of questions just about that, you know, in general, just nobody tries Steph. Nobody 
ask him for the same type of like confirmations or reassurances that they do out of like a LeBron James or even a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant. Right. Back then. Yeah. I think LeBron, I mean, goes up being said, he's always been like held in a different light. Like, uh, you know, so much higher than all these other superstars, even to this day, you know, in his 20, 21st year. Um, I just think that just like comes with the, the weight that he's had to carry his whole career and just being, you know, chosen as, you know, as the chosen one and stuff right. like that. And where it's like, he has a different reputation where for Steph, he doesn't have that reputation. Like he doesn't get as much hate. He doesn't get as much, you know, uh, you know, people coming at him, this and that, whether it's because, you know, the LeBron Jordan debate, I think turned a lot of people on LeBron and like all this and that. But I think Steph just kind of, he never, he never was in the same light as LeBron where like he needs to be questioned and pressed for these stuff. So I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be. I do agree that like he should be questioned and like, you know, like, have you talked to Draymond? Is this something that you should talk to him about? So exactly. he doesn't ruin the rest of the season. That should happen at the same time. It's like, you know, someone like Steph, like when your teammate or someone just like full blown starts, like, you know, striking people, choking people, it's like, you know, you can, maybe he has said stuff on the side, but like, what else can you do? Like when he just does something like that, like, you know, Steph, he's, and same thing can be said with LeBron if something happened, like there's nothing he can do about it. Like his teammate just went wild out and he just punched a center in the face. Well, let's, um, let's say it's not even something that, that dramatic. Like LeBron mm-hmm. hasn't, well, to my knowledge or memory, unless it's just failing me right now, has had a situation where one of his teammates had an outburst quite like that. Sure. But, mm-hmm. More so if Anthony Davis plays bad, which we know he has, the roller coaster kind of performer that he is, uh-huh. right? I feel like he has this bad game, and they go up to LeBron and ask, are you worried about Anthony Davis? Do you right. think he can stay consistent? Or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But when it comes down to Steph, I, I, I maybe I just happen. haven't seen – Exactly. Like, maybe I no, haven't I get seen what you're press saying. conferences about Clay Thompson stinking up the joint because he was benched last night in the crunch time. Or – with Draymond Green and what's going on, like maybe with Jordan Poole, I think I do remember them being asked about the culture of the team, yada, yada, yada. Sure. But notoriously, it doesn't happen consistently for, for guys like Steph. There is levels to it, but there's, mm. that, those are also the same fans and people that want to put Steph on LeBron's level since he has the same amount of champions. And, and if you say, if you want Steph to be in that upper echelon of players, like why isn't he getting that same treatment? No, I, 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 get, I get it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing. I think LeBron is just... He's just like the godfather of the NBA at this point. It's just like he'll be asked about, uh, oh, Chris Stapp's praising a shot 0 for 8 from 3. They'll still probably ask LeBron after his game. What do you think about Chris Stapp's going 0 for 8 in the 7 o'clock game earlier tonight that you probably didn't watch? That's just Le- <laughs> that's just LeBron's like thing. Like That's his reputation. I get what you're saying. I agree with you. Um, I definitely do think that this should – this is an organization – it's a Draymond issue, but I think at this point it's an organizational thing, and they need to work on this as an organization, as a team, especially if they want to compete this year. I, At this point, I don't think that they will be, but like they, they obviously still have something there. They have their core there. They know how to win. They can flip the switch. That can happen. But right now, it's just it just doesn't look great in Golden State. It just doesn't. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I think Golden State's cooked. Like, yeah, no, I'm being, I'm, I'm trying to give them the benefit and be like, oh, they could, they've won before, they can do it, but like, we, like we've said in the past, Greg Popovich has won championships in San Antonio, and now they lost 17 straight games. So like, what does that mean? What is, what, what has your past success done for me now? And right now, that's not doing much. So, 
we'll see what happens with the Warriors. But right now, I think there's a that there's not a lot of great things going on there. It'll be interesting to see how the season unfolds for them. Oh yeah, hey, you you know how sports are. It's all about what have you done for me lately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Warriors have won hella championships that Warriors fans should be satisfied for the rest of their respective lifetimes. But that's not how we operate. That's not how sports fans operate in general. Like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant ain't walking through that door. Andre Iguodala ain't walking through that door. Not this year. Not this year. But speaking of walking through doors, I have some concerns about one man fitting through one. Ooh. Apparently with... Ooh, with wide the, load, wide load coming through, Jerry. With the coming reports, through. Hey, man, that, that was a good one, wasn't it? I get my props <laughs> on that. <laughs> but uh, how about some Zion Williamson talk here, man? There's mm. There's been a lot of, you know, very troubling reports if you're a Pelican Sands, but also just a Hoop fan that wants to yeah. see the kid do well or, you know, just play at a high level that we know he can play uh. at. But apparently yeah. the reports are saying that he doesn't want to listen to his trainers or nutritionists about dietary plants, actually better his body, maybe chop off 10 to 15 pounds or whatever it is for actual playing weight, like how mm-hmm. we seen him last year. There's also guys like Shaq and Charles Barkley saying that he doesn't run hard. He doesn't try to create for himself or others. Charles said he, his eye looks like him and Shaq had a baby. Yeah, it's... A little combination of both. Then he... So didn't he... His trainer or dietitian like quit or like get fired like at some point this year or something like that or like in the off season. I thought I saw something like that because there was a an old trainer of his that um posted something on his Instagram story or something that was questioning his weight and it was just like it seemed like he was taking a shot at Zion and his current trainers and stuff. But regardless, um, yeah, I before I give my two cents, I just kind of want to give. Uh, I want to say this quote word for word that Stephen A. Smith said on first take because it is one of the best quotes that I've actually have heard on live television. Um, Stephen A. Smith, he goes, I'm not exaggerating. I'm quoting people. You got chefs in New Orleans who love him. They're looking for him. Every chef there wants to meet him. The word out on Zion Williamson is that he'll eat the table. What does that mean, Stephen A. Smith? That's just a crazy quote. To the point where the next day, apparently Stephen A. Smith said that uh, Zion's stepdad called him talking about it and stuff like that. So he was just kind of like clarifying, like, you know, we want you to succeed. Um, Talking about, like, I meant it. Like I said, he looked fat. I meant it. I'm not stuttering. If you're listening, we want you to succeed, whatever. It's just a... it's a it's a it's an unfortunate situation because this is something that's controllable, right? It's not like Zion Williamson's been out the last few years, or you know he's had his injuries and stuff like that, and you know those types of things hold a player back from being on the floor, being healthy. But when you have something along the lines of uh, weighing too much or being too big, that's that's just having no self restraint, and that's just having no self control. Where you're you're doing something that you could easily stop you're doing something that is uh you you know your career isn't going in the right trajectory because of what you're doing the decisions that you're making on your body and it's you know putting yourself in a bad limelight it can it's making you unhealthier it could lead to you know this or that whatever more stress on your knees because you're already a big dude you're a high flyer um it's it's i don't know it's i don't feel bad for him I guess I don't feel bad for him because this is something that he can control. Like I said, he should be on top of, he's a professional basketball player. This is his job. Um, 
but yeah, it's just, I don't get it how it keeps like, it's like one, one day he's, he's this, he's a big, he's gotten huge and stuff. And then he starts to look skinny again. And then all of a sudden he got big again. So it's like, it's been a hard, it's been a weird timeline. I, I hope Zion just kind of figures it out and just, you know, realizes that he could be one of the best players in the NBA if he stays healthy and he treats himself right. Um, because that's from day one, from high school, from college, that's what the expectations were. And since he's been in the league, you know, he's kind of just like, he he's not even the best player in his team right now, you know? So it's, I hope he changes some stuff around because I want him to be one of the upper echelon players in the league. But right now he, he's just not. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the thing is, I, I don't think I really have much else to add to anything you said. I mean, it's, it's disappointing. I, I just look at it from a disappointing. Standpoint. That's a good, that's a good word for it. It's like, it's like your, your parents, like they saying, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Like yeah. you're still playing good, but I'm disappointed because you can be averaging 30. You know what I, you know what I yeah. mean? I just, I don't know. I just feel like if I was in his shoes, which clearly I'm not, but if I was a freak athlete, Six six, playing weight should be around two seventy five, two eighty, or whatever it is, whatever the goal mm-hmm. is out for him. I don't have any other responsibility, but to play basketball, and get better at basketball, and also train my body to make sure that I'm fit for basketball. Mm-hmm. Because hey, guess what? I signed a contract. That states I get paid as long as I do what I need to do on and off the court, which is mm-hmm. winning games, making an All NBA team possibly getting to the playoffs, the Western Conference Finals, or however far you are, you can take them. But you're just not doing those necessary steps prior to actually playing where where you're supposed to be dedicated to this shit for the rest of your life. Like, maybe we just don't get it because we're not pro athletes, but I feel like to some degree with my mindset, if I was a pro athlete and I knew I was good enough to play on that level, I am going to follow the the LeBron route no matter what sport I play, but the fact that you also play basketball and you see this man spends a million plus dollars on his body, but he's also a billionaire. Yeah. And you could mm-hmm. be in that same kind of realm if you do the same kind of things because you have that similar type of freakish athleticism. LeBron's a unit. He's 6'9", 260 or 250, whatever. You're a unit. You're six. He can do this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Like, yeah. you guys, both LeBron and Zion – are physical specimens that don't walk through the NBA every 25 years. It's like every 50 years or so, we're going to see some some crazy anomaly that could be built up like that. Like Wimbenyama, right? 7'4", but dribbles like a guard. Like Those are are types of players, archetypes, that don't come through often. We see the 6'2 point guards, the 6'5 shooting guards, the 6'10 center, whatever. He's 6'6", 290 plus pounds, and he could move like a LeBron or like a Derrick Rose in his prime, or whatever. So the fact he's not taking care of his body is why everybody on social media throws the man under the bus. Because, mm-hmm. dude, you're getting all this money to hoop. To, you're getting all this money to spend it on McDonald's and fast food and pizza and all that shit. I, I read, like, it's disappointing. Like, all these things you said in your contract, you're, you're, you're you know, supposed to perform on the court, take care of your body, make an all-star team, an all-NBA team, make the playoffs, isn't that... Those are all so accomplished, so easily accomplishable. Like you can easily do that, and it's like I, we're not professional players, so it's like we can't put themselves, we can't put us in their shoes, right? But it's like right. 
you have one responsibility. It's like, I don't get how I get it. Eating good food. You're in New Orleans. There's a lot of good food down there. A lot of fried food. And I get it. Like it it can be tempting sometimes and all that stuff. It's, I, I love eating unhealthy, greasy fried food. It's amazing, but it's terrible for you. So you have to have that self-restraint, which he clearly doesn't. And it's like, I'd like to think if I was a professional athlete like Zion and I'm in his position where I know the talent I have, I know the potential, I know where my career can take me if I keep doing the right things, I wouldn't be even near sniffing fast food, all this dirty, greasy food. It's just like, it's a sacrifice, but like the payoffs are so... Be like Charles Barkley, play in the NBA, be one of the strongest, fittest, crazy athletic guys, and then blow up like a balloon when you're done. And then do Weight Watchers and then do this whole ad thing whenever when you're in your 50s, 60s. Go down that route if you want. But like these are the years where you're supposed to be, again, taking care of yourself, doing everything you can to be successful and get more money. So when you're when your career's over, do whatever the fuck you want. But like now. It's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. I got two things. Two things I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. One, cheat day is supposed to be one day, not every day. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Have one, limit him to one day a week where you can have a few large pizzas and, and some uh, even the rock, Even The Rock has a cheat day. and He, he, he looks like, like Zeus. Like, I don't know. Yeah, th- I think he might be on something, but well, that's for a different episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Secondly, Zion is so damn talented. That he could not only be the face of the league, but he could take the Pelicans to the NBA Finals or to the Western Conference Finals to match up with a team like a Denver Nuggets, the LA Lakers. They are that good when he is healthy and ready at his good playing weight. That's how Mm -hmm. talented Zion is. You Mm -hmm. said he's not the best player on his team, and it's like, bullshit he is. He just doesn't act like it. Right. No, I mean, he he should be. But, like, he doesn't look like it all the time. He really doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's that's that's what's weighing down the Pelicans right now. Yeah, no, it's 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 tough, man. And he go they go as far as he takes them, and right now it doesn't seem like they're going to be going uh, a too too far. And it's like we talked about it years ago, like faces of the league, like Tatum, Luca, Zion, like all these names, and now Zion isn't even like no one even talks about him anymore when it comes to faces of the league. Like it's a, it's a it's a fast changing league like you know people get replaced a lot like people like all these new stars come out people go away whatever but like zion should be that guy that should be the face one of the staples of the league for the next 10 years and right now it's not looking like he's going to be that right now the pelicans are 13 and 11 just real quick Mm -hmm. what is their ceiling like just based off of what we're talking about i mean obviously that goes off your personal opinion as well do you think Mm -hmm. you're in shape and all that good stuff but where are the Pelicans finishing this year? Like, play I mean, if they, play in? If, we, if they keep going the way that they are, I still think that they're a play-in team for sure. I think that they're like a six to eight seed in that range. I, I can see them, like, making the playoffs and, and skipping the play-in. But if Zion's, like, doing things the right way, taking care of himself, they were the number one seed in the Western Conference last year. I, don't, I know the Timberwolves are doing crazy this year and they're doing really well. I think the ceiling for a team like the Pelicans is like a number one seed, a Western Conference appearance, maybe even a finals appearance, if you know, depending on your matchup. I do think that the Pelicans have a good enough roster. They're deep. They have a lot of different good, talented players that offer a bunch of different stuff. Um, and you have, you know, Ingram there. 
and CJ McCollum, two other 20 plus point per game scores. Like you have everything you need. You just need to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And the biggest piece literally that you got to put in here is Zion. And once that figures itself out, I think the sky is the limit. But right now I think that they're nothing more than a, a play in borderline playoff team. That's fair. I mean, you're talking about him being the biggest piece. You know, he's looking mm-hmm. for the last piece right now. So I just he need probably him. ate it. He may have ate it. That's why they're looking for it still. <laughs> just please, Zion, for the love of God, just slim up, man. Not <laughs> please, man. Just lose a few pounds. 10, 15 pounds. That's it. It's literally That's in his it. contract that if he hits a weight goal that he can get. It's like a $198 million deal that could turn into 200 plus. Don't even, don't even tell me that. Don't even tell me that. Okay. Even more upset. Calling all basketball fans. Do you want to save time and eat healthy while enjoying the thrill of the game? If so, you got to try Factor Meals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, delivers fresh, chef-prepared meals right to my door so I can enjoy delicious food while catching the game without spending hours in the kitchen. You can choose from a variety of cuisines and dietary preferences and get your meals delivered right to your door. No cooking, no cleaning, no hassle. Just delicious food that fuels your body and your mind. With Factor, you can spend less time in the kitchen and more time worrying about your fantasy roster before the game. Factor meals are made with high quality ingredients, natural flavors, and balanced nutrition. They are perfect for basketball fans that want to eat well and win big. Simply choose your meals. Enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are the ultimate game changer for basketball fans. Order now and see for yourself. Head to factormeals.com slash cpcourtside50 and use code cpcourtside50 to get 50% off. That's code cpcourtside50 at factormeals.com slash cpcourtside50. That's code cpcourtside50 at factormeals.com slash cpcourtside50 to get 50% off. Speaking of the Pelicans... And also another South Carolinian that we're about to touch on here, John Morant. I feel like yeah. everybody's kind of like, you know, forgetting about him. I know he's doing like his trial case for beating up that high school kid. But he's yeah. set to return December 19th to actually play versus the Pelicans on TNT. And again, oh, wow. I just feel like this has been a super under the radar, like, you know, Josh suspended 25 games. We kind of forgot about him. You talk about faces of the league. John Morant just costed himself over $200 million as well since he won't be able to make an NBA team this year since he can't play, you know, these first 25 games. But yep. just overall thoughts, what do you think about Jaws' return? Any questions, comments, concerns about it that you might have? I just wish uh, the best for him. I hope he stays on the right track. I hope he comes out firing. I hope he is, you know, comes back as the player that he was before, if not better. Um, the Grizzlies right now are six and 16, right? They're the 13th seed. And I saw this tweet ESPN or whoever it was put out this percentage thing of like teams, the percentage to make the postseason or whatever. And they had the Grizzlies at 0.4% to make the playoffs, right? All right. Here's my issue with this. So we're 22 games into the season, right? They are six games behind New Orleans for the 10th seed. And six games, I get that. Like, it's not, like, the smallest number in the world. There are 60 games left. You're telling me you don't think that the Grizzlies, with John Morant coming back, could potentially catch up 
six like like cut that gap of six games and make it to the plan, that's crazy. I think 0.4% is a ridiculously low <laughs> number. Kind of like what it's the same shit like when the Celtics and Heat were in the playoffs and they said the Heat have a 3% chance of winning. What the fuck are these numbers? Where where are we coming up with these numbers? This is ridiculous. This is stupid. But besides the point, I think John Morant will be a much needed um, you know, spark on that team, obviously they're the 13 seed. Like I said, six and 16, they are not looking good this season. Um, just, you know, a bunch of moving pieces. Jared Jackson has been playing his best basketball, even though he has had some games where he has, you know, scored like 40 plus or whatever. Um, Desmond Bain's been playing well. Marcus Smart's been in and out of the lineup. It's just been a weird year for the Grizzlies. And honestly, like, they could just need John Morant. Obviously, we know he's the star of the team. He's the face of the franchise, this and that. Um, and we know how good he is. So it'll be interesting to see how much better, because I'm assuming they're going to get better. I can't imagine they get worse. It's I'll be interested to see how much better they get that they put him back into the lineup um, and how he also transitions back into playing. Because 25 games is a long time. And I'm sure he's been you know training, practicing on the sides and all that stuff. But... You know, how will he look right away? How long will it take him to kind of get back into that flow? Um, I, I just, at the end of the day, I just want nothing but the best for him. I hope he stays out of trouble because he is one of my favorite players to watch. He's one of the most exciting young players. One of everybody's um, favorite players to watch. He puts, he puts eyes to the sport. Like when he's on, like when the Grizzlies are on national television, like you want to make a point to watch that game because what might John Morant do? Who is he going to jump over? Who is he going to dunk? What highlight? play is he going to have right I want it to go back to that and obviously it's going to be hard to it's it's impossible to erase you know what he's done in the past and, you know having that reputation he can do his best to repair it as much as he can um, but I hope he does everything that he can to have people remember you know that he is that how great a basketball player he is and people put more focus on that than what's been happening off the court and it stays like that moving forward yeah you know like Again, I, I can't do anything but endorse what you're saying here. There's no complete disagreement. I mean, having under one a one percent chance to to make it to the postseason is kind of funny. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, kind of, I've come accustomed to the analytical nerds and the stat heads that make up these ridiculous numbers. Hey, someone's really, gotta do it. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. You know, yeah, like, it's it's whatever. But yeah, Zion, not Zion. Whoops, uh, Ja Jeff definitely just needs to, you know, keep his head clear stay on the court, do it, take care of business. I think I'm kind of, I am kind of down on and out on their ability to make to the postseason. I mm-hmm. don't really think that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold on it either, but yeah, it's a wash. It's definitely a wash of a year where, you know, injuries kind of riddle this team. No Steven Adams for the season as well. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's been a huge piece for him, but he, even with Ja coming back, it's going to be like an adjustment period, right? I need to get back used to playing with my teammates, even though I have played with most of them for a bulk of my career, but still need to get my legs back under me, figure out what I can and can't do right now. I like witness the same thing happen with LaMelo. Like he came back mm. from injury over the summer, didn't play a whole lot of basketball. So he kind of took a while for his game to come back together. Jaws a little different since he hasn't been hurt. Obviously he was just suspended. So maybe he steps back into it a little quicker. Maybe we see a, qu- a quick little burst of what Ja used to be and then he gets that back maybe after the all-star break or something like that. But I don't know. Either way, it makes for another fun league pass team to watch. And hell, I checked. Yeah. 
uh, I believe the Grizzlies have like four or five like nationally televised games with him coming back. So it's like that tells yeah. you everything you Makes need to sense. know about yeah. like, who he is as a player, what he does for the game, and who drives up ticket sales. The, M- the NBA gave him that 25-game suspension but still gave them those national t- nationally televised games yeah. too. They know. Yeah, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, I brought up the whole percentage thing. That's not me saying like, yeah, I, like that's ridiculous. Like, they're absolutely making the playoffs. Yeah. Like, it, it, it probably is more likely than not that they're not going to make it. Um, it just is funny seeing like how early on into the season, you know, people put these things together. Regardless, um, yeah, I'm excited to see John Morant back. Um, I, I think the league's a better place when he's in it. You know, more exciting, that's for sure. Um, and definitely the Grizzlies are more exciting. So it'll be we'll we'll have to keep an eye on them and hopefully we'll have some good things to report on John Murray and the Grizzlies moving forward and also the Pelicans and also the Warriors. I feel like we've been talking a lot uh, a lot of negativity this episode. <laughs> a lot, a lot of... Hey, hey we, what can we do? What we, can we do? We've talked about a lot of very, very sweet shit over the last couple of weeks, so I think we had to you know, mix up that bad bull yeah, and gumbo. No pun intended. Hey, we have to give our hey, we have to give our two cents. That's all yeah, it is. Like, we got to talk. I feel like nobody sheds light on some of these situations. So that's what sitting right. courtside is for. That's it's, right, baby. That's right. And now, you know what? Look, our our next segment here. here look at this. The next segment. It's positivity, on. man. Yeah. My LA Lakers, for God knows why, is gonna hey an in season tournament tournament banner. No, up in crypto.com. They're asking for it, dude. It's it's the, it. Of course, it's the Lakers. And I'll start with the whole Mickey Mouse rank thing. And now you got the in season banner. At least they said they're gonna, the banner is going to look a whole lot different than any of the other banners, which oh. it should. <laughs> it should because why would it look like a championship banner? But man, I feel bad. It's funny. Because, like, I didn't think if they were going to do something like this. That never crossed my mind. I didn't think that they were going to do a banner. I, I Again, I just never thought of it. But I just love how it's always the Lakers and LeBron that are just, like, that are getting this, all this hate and getting shit on for this stuff. I feel like, and the whole, like, I'd said, like, the Mickey Mouse ring and stuff. I'm not one of those guys that sits here and yeah. says, like, oh, he's got a fake ring. Like, Everyone had the same advantage. Everyone was playing same playing field, all that stuff. And I do firmly believe that if anyone else won the championship that year, people would not be joking about it as much as LeBron, since LeBron won it. Same thing with the in-season tournament with the whole banner thing. I think it would have been for sure like a little joke, like, oh, they're raising a banner, blah, 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 blah. But I think because it's LeBron and the Lakers, they're really taking it to that next level. And once we that banner does get raised and those pictures come out, the memes and stuff that's going to be insane it's going to take over the internet for a little bit that's just what's going to happen um listen congrats to the lakers i think that you know well deserved winning the in-season tournament i think at the end of the day you know we can dive into it a little bit i think it was you know a success for what it was the first season good for the lakers um and, and yeah i'm i thought it was just i at the end of it all, I was I had my criticism and stuff like that, and I still do. I do think that there are still things to work on. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, from what you've heard from, you know, some of the younger players and stuff that actually did get the the winnings and stuff like that, and just hearing, you know, even what guys like LeBron had to say about it, 
it just kind of eye-opening and sees like how yeah how these players actually do like appreciate this tournament and how they do actually like think of it as a as a uh, plus to the yeah. nba before i, so I want to yeah go ahead i want i'm all set with my spiel so i want to hear what, what you have to say now about everything especially the banner yes before i really <laughs> dive into that to the you know the whole in-season tournament reflection and stuff like that which was pretty dope I think the banner situation was definitely more the NBA. I remember seeing the Lakers said that if they won the thing, they're definitely not going to hang a a banner Mm. and look, boom, they win it. And now all of a sudden they're winning a banner. So I don't think they walked back on their words. I definitely think it's like Adam Silver saying, no, you're going to hang this motherfucking banner. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, for sure. This this is what's about to happen because it's the first inauguration of the event. It was a hit success. People loved it. It did well in ratings. Like, we gave off the spiel mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. If you guys want to go back and check that out for the numbers. But average games in November weren't so average anymore. It was more high leverage stakes. The point differential thing kind of was a little odd because I don't know how well they really worked yeah. in basketball. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. everything else about it in general, I did appreciate. I did like. I think the competition aspect of things, when you know it's a winner go home situation, why am I not going to go out there and compete to the highest level mm-hmm. as possible for me? So, I mean, I think it was great even to put for, for the Indiana Pacers, right? A smaller that market too. team mm-hmm. that, you know, was my personal winner to win the thing. Obviously they fell short in the finals, but that put them on the map. But more importantly, obviously my boy divine dimes and Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> put him on the map. For well, sure. Now knows, like if people know his name now that they didn't before that. Wow. That mm-hmm. light-skinned dude with the Pacers, he's pretty damn good. <laughs> with, that, that. with that ugly-ass jump shot. Hey, ugly-ass jump shot or it not, works. that shit is automatic. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I think the benefits there, obviously, to shine light on a smaller team and, you know, put put cash prizes out. We You've touched on the players, how the ones that are on two-way deals, they appreciate that 500K mm-hmm. or 200K or whatever it's coming to them. So I just think about it like this. Some of the most competitive players that we think about in NBA history – like an MJ or like a Kobe or whatever, LeBron, they would have thrived in this type of situation, especially MJ, because you know how much the man loves to gamble. Yeah. It's extra 500K to like, oh, you know what? Hell yeah, like I'm going to go out here and ball out. Like my bowl's taking it. Like I feel like if this is going to be a thing for the foreseeable future, tweak tweak it a little bit for some of the, the problems that we had with it already in the past episodes, mm-hmm. but it, it could be a mainstay for like, you know, years to come. I think. I agree. Giving people the ability to actually compete with the NFL and college football and they're thick of the season. And you're at the start of your season and you you reach new heights. So, again, congrats to Adam Silver for being able to accomplish. He's, he's a genius. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Best commissioner in sports. He, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's also not that hard to no. be the best commissioner in sports. Roger Goodell, Rob Manfred, and um. And uh, the guy, I forget what the hockey guy's name is, but Adam Silver, much respect to him. Um, I mean, you looked at it from a business financial perspective, the ratings, like you said, these like the boost you saw in November and also for like the actual finals and stuff, they were seeing ratings that they'd see on Christmas Day, higher than Christmas Day. And that's massive. And also, I read this tweet and it's also something very interesting. Obviously, they're trying to secure a new TV deal over the next year or so. This in-season tournament was a huge selling point because they might sell the in-season tournament as its own separate thing for like a platform or a streaming service to have this. 
So the success of this is massive for the NBA um, because one, they made a shit ton of money now, they're gonna make even more money off it. And because of that, maybe moving forward, you know, I was critical of the prize being like money and stuff like that, like at the beginning, but after hearing, you know, like we talked about like all these younger players and stuff and how like this is a big deal for them, like now I see it like, okay, you know, maybe to me it was like, oh, like why do the players that make millions of dollars need more money? Like how is that a good prize? I can see why it is a good prize. So with, you know, new TV deals and all this stuff, maybe the prizes go up more. Maybe instead of 500,000, it's a million dollars. And that's even more incentive to, you know, play hard and stuff. And the whole single elimination, that's what the NBA is missing. Obviously with the playoffs, it's best of seven. So it's like, unless it's a game seven or elimination game, it's like, it's not winner go home. You don't so it's feel like, the stakes. You don't feel the stakes. Like a game one or game two doesn't feel as intense of even a quarterfinal, semifinals game of an in-season tournament because it is winner go home. Yep. So I really like what Adam Silver did. I like what the NBA did. Tweak a few things, support differential thing. I definitely think they need to figure that out. Maybe some things with the schedule. I, there's a few things that they need to tweak, but I think they have the groundwork down. I think they they nailed it the first year, and it's only going to get better. That that's what I think. And um, yeah. and I also the other thing, like you mentioned, it gives a platform for these smaller market teams and these other players, like Tyrese Halliburton, who had before the in season tournament for this season had one or two nationally televised games. Now everyone knows who he is, and exactly. now people are putting him in the in the conversation of being one of the best guards in the NBA, which he should be. That's that's the recognition he should be getting right now. But he yep. would not have gotten that if it wasn't for the in-season tournament. Yeah, no, nah, it's I can't endorse that into anymore. I just want to touch on the TV deals that you spoke about, though. Mm-hmm. Think about how, like, NFL Sunday ticket or something is, like, all over YouTube TV, or they have, like, the Amazon Prime partnerships where they yep. fill their Thursday night games, or whatever it is. This could be a situation where Adam Silver and the rest of the league are able to sell like, hey, I want every in-season tournament game on on Amazon. I want every yeah. in-season tournament game to be shown on YouTube TV primarily or whatever it is. So, you know, it's, it's like the firstborn son, you know. Like, I feel like you're, you're always a prototype. Your parents don't yeah. really know what they got in their hands while they're cradling it. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> next year the middle child comes the out. The first one is an experiment. Then yeah. the second one, that's going to be the, the, the perfect child. You take a step up. <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Mm. Each, each baby you have after that gets better and better and better. <laughs> Like, the longer that this in-season tournament is lasting, the better it should be just like, you know, all-star games or whatever the hell the yeah. NBA has their hands on. It's awesome. Adam Silver, shout out to my bald brother, man. Q-Ball's a little <laughs> better, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> bald is beautiful. Bald <laughs> is beautiful, Jerry. Never forget it. Yeah. No, I think uh, we're on the same page there. And I, I think we're uh, – Yeah. I think that's it, Jerry. We're, we're out of time here. Yeah, we're, we're all done. Time's yeah. up. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to throw in there before we before we close it out here? Uh, you know, uh, NFL playoffs, man. I'm just I'm excited for you know my mind's always in football, even if it's in basketball as well. So yep. excited to see who ends up with the overall one seeds in both respective conferences. But other than yeah, that, I'm man, excited man. to see Bill Belichick coach his last few games in New England and get out of here. Hey, Can't hey, wait. No, 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 no tour. No, like I'm about to leave New England tour like for Kobe or. You know how what's your D Wade? We're not getting gifts for Belichick. No, no, no. <laughs> no. His gifts were the six rings that Tom Brady brought him in the twenty plus years he was in New England. Hey man, those are his, those are his gifts. The dude can still coach. He just can't be a GM. He can't be a GM. No, and I, that if 
if it came down to it and Bill Belichick was like, I'll, I'll step down from GM, but I'll still stick around and coach. I think I'd be okay with that. But if that can't happen, I'm sorry. We, we got to get his old ass out of here. And the guy's stubborn as hell. The guy's like 20 wins away from uh, the record for most wins of all time. He ain't retiring until he gets it. Oh, my God. He needs it. Are you kidding me? That's the one thing he'll be able to hold ahead of everyone. Be like, oh, like Tom Brady led you here. Like, oh, I got the most wins of all time. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, well, Anyways. I believe that he only has one postseason appearance since Brady. He's yeah, he does. I have two things to look forward to after the season. One, uh, when Bill Belichick will be let go, and two, uh, who they'll uh, mess up and draft this year, who they'll oh. fuck up. All right. <laughs> I have two things to look for. I know it's happening, so at least I can, I can, uh, you know, I'm getting ahead of the curve. Dante. Anyways, anyways, thank you guys so much <laughs> for watching. Please make sure to like, subscribe, Ooh. check out all the other videos on this platform. If you're listening to this audio version, please make sure to like all that good stuff. Give us a five-star rating. That helps us out a ton. If you want to check us out on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, you want to listen to the podcast version from you on your way to work, at the gym, taking a shit, head over to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's there. Um, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. You can, I, I need to start writing this down because I'm just like free balling right now. <laughs> and then uh, put in the comments, you know, what other, you know, games you want us to play, topics you want us to talk about. If you want to agree with us, disagree with us, whatever it may be, head over to the shorts so you can watch more gamified videos. Like this is like the third episode that we've done this where it's just the podcast, all the games and stuff are on shorts. Check us out there. Thank you so much for watching, listening, all that good stuff. We are growing each and every week we're very excited to see how much we are growing we appreciate each and every one of you for watching and supporting us and 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 yeah that's it shout out andrew bynum we'll see you next week for number out i don't have an 18 at the top of my mind right now but we'll have one for you next week so <laughs> until then peace out peace